listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 7th of February 2023. Today, the Reserve Bank lifted official interest rates for the ninth consecutive month, this time by 25 basis points to a 10.5-year high of 3.35% and in its accompanying statement said more rate rises will be needed. For more, I spoke earlier with Shane Oliver. He's the Chief Economist at AMP Capital. So Shane, let's get straight into it. The RBA says it expects further increases in interest rates will be needed over the months ahead to bring inflation down. That's a pretty clear statement to say that we haven't reached a peak in interest rates, do you think? Look, I think that's a statement of how the RBA sees it today. They, right now, right here, they expect further interest rate hikes. But just over a year ago, they didn't expect interest rates interest rate hikes till 2024 at the earliest. So their guidance and their statements is not necessarily the best guide to what will actually happen. And I think we're going to see increasing evidence of slowing growth and slowing inflation. Um, over the months ahead, which will put a put a bit of a break on what the RBA is doing. So I, I think we're either at or close to the top and the Reserve Bank will ultimately have to change its course. The RBA acknowledges it takes some time for these rate rises. There's been nine now to flow through to the consumer. So how many of those previous eight rises do you think consumers have actually felt? To be honest with you, I think they've only felt the rate hikes up until around September, October. Um, depending on the bank they're with, maybe November, um, but certainly not today's one and certainly not the December hike. So there's still rate hikes feeding through because it takes up to three months for a bank to pass it on to their customers and the customer to actually pay more. And then, of course, we've got the 40% of homeowners with a mortgage who have fixed rates who will really start to feel the pain this year. Uh, So there's still quite a lot of rate hike pain coming down the pipeline, even if the Reserve Bank stopped raising interest rates from now. You mentioned that that um, 40% of homeowners. Are, are, are you worried about that so-called mortgage cliff, those $350 billion worth of fixed-term loans that are set to expire later this year? Look, I certainly am worried about the mortgage cliff. Uh, yeah, most homeowners in Australia on variable rates have been seeing a steady increment and they've been adjusting. Uh, they've been feeling the pain, many of them a lot of pain, but they've been gradually adjusting to it, uh, whereas on those on the fixed rates will see it come in one fell swoop. You know, someone on a $500,000 mortgage is now paying an extra $12,000 a year in debt servicing costs because of higher interest rates. But that's been a steady adjustment through time. But if you're on a fixed rate, that adjustment will occur in one fell swoop. One month, you'll you'll go from paying whatever you're paying now to next month, um, possibly paying two or three times the amount. The Reserve Bank's been quite insistent in saying that its key uh, priority is to bring down inflation back to its 2 to 3% target band. When you look at that inflation rate, whether it's the underlying or the core or the core rate or the headline rate, do you think we have now seen the peak or is there a threat that that inflation rate could go higher? Look, I think we've seen the peak. I think we are where the US was in the middle of last year uh, when the inflation rate over there came out at 9.1% and everyone said the sky was falling and share markets fell out of bed. We're six months behind the US because it took longer for our economy to reopen after the pandemic. Remember, we had those lockdowns at the end of 
second half of 2021. Um, and it's taken longer for the energy price rises to flow through in Australia. So we're lagging the US by about six months. But all the evidence globally suggests that inflationary pressures have peaked. That will impact inflation in Australia. And even locally, we're seeing business surveys, um, upstream producer price inflation showing downwards pressure on inflation starting to emerge. So I think that uh, that 7.8% number or 6.9% underlying number we saw in the December quarter was the peak and it's downhill from here. So rates are higher in the US, New Zealand and the UK. Does that mean anything? Shouldn't that suggest that rates in Australia also need to rise? Well, that is one interpretation. The other interpretation is that those countries might have gone too far and and risk plunging their economies into recession. So we don't necessarily want to make that same mistake. And I think just blindly following other central banks will risk throwing the Aussie economy into recession unnecessarily. The other aspect is that if you're tightening on your own, it's a very different proposition to tighten when other countries are doing the same thing because a lot of those other countries have tightened that will slow global inflationary pressures and therefore bear down on inflation in Australia. So to some degree, I think these central banks are doing part of the Reserve Bank's job for them, and there's no logical reason why we have to follow the Fed. Shane Oliver there, the Chief Economist at AMP Capital. There was an obvious reaction on the share market with the S&P ASX 200 down half a percent today, 7,504. Uh, we heard about what Shane Oliver from AMP thinks. Uh, the team at Macquarie uh, thinks otherwise. So I spoke earlier with Macquarie's Martin Lakos. Well, Ricardo, the market was down a little bit uh, through most of this morning's trade. But when the decision came out, the market did uh, get sold off by about 40 minutes in the first half hour or so. Now, key sectors that really came uh, off was understandably the consumer-related sectors, such as consumer staples, consumer discretionary, and the healthcare sector had been down for most of the day, and that continued through the afternoon. Interestingly, parts of the resources sector did okay. Coal uh, companies were holding up reasonably well, as were a number of the lithium companies uh, as well. But really, the market was starting to absorb the minutes from uh, the Reserve Bank, and quite clearly disseminating that really probably put uh, the market down a little bit. Obviously, a bit of a, more of a focus, the commentary that the Reserve Bank has actually got a bit more work to do. Okay. Given that, what's the market now saying in terms of future rate hikes? Well, certainly the market is now expecting some more rate hikes, as as is Macquarie. So we do think that uh, from here, cash rate at 3.35% as of today, we think that's going up another 50 basis points in two moves between now and May. So we think the peak is going to be somewhere around 3.85. And our thinking is more around that certainly the uh, the inflation number here in Australia is being a little more sticky. It is a lagged number. So you, know, you would expect to start to see that coming off as we are elsewhere in the world, particularly the inflation rate in the US is definitely coming off. That's being driven by obviously lower energy prices around the world and also supply chain disruption is really almost normalising. So that will start having a more positive impact on Australia's inflation rate. But given we've got a, a target of 2 to 3% and underlying inflation is currently 6.9, there's a bit of a work to do really to get that inflation rate down. And part of the problem is the strength of our labour market. And the Reserve Bank certainly mentioned that in its statement today. So in this higher inflation environment, right, when we look at the markets, what typically does well? Because we saw Transurban today, toll road operator, come out with an upgrade to its dividends today. 
Well, Transurban is a very specific uh, company that is somewhat inflation protected because its revenues uh, are inflation adjusted. And so it's had very high cash flows and it is passing on more of those cash flows to shareholders in the form of a slightly higher dividend. We were going for 53 cents and they've announced 57 cents. So that's clearly good news uh, for shareholders and investors, generally speaking. Look, the reporting season, which has really just cut, kicked off and it's it probably too early to making a, a, a sort of a, a big comment, but it does appear that the past Last six months are showing reasonable results out of companies, but clearly the statements and the outlook for the next six to 12 months is around that area of uncertainty, particularly understandably as households are feeling the, the cost of living going up, so too are businesses feeling costs rising as well. And we would expect to see that's going to be a broad brush theme uh, right through this reporting season, but we've got a couple of weeks to go in, in that. Finally, we, we know that interest rates and inflation impacts the market. But the other the other key thing is China, right? It's reopening. How significant is China? Because today we saw a, a bit of a fall in the trade surplus, but it's still the fifth consecutive year of surpluses and China's a big contributor to that. Absolutely. And look, it does look like that China is actually going to start accelerating that recovery phase. There is certainly some commentary in the media here in Australia uh, that they're now looking sort of to, to move three-year plans to complete that in two years. So clearly there's an acceleration process from the Chinese side. Uh, and that's clearly going to support global growth and certainly to some extent support commodity prices, as you might expect. So again, Australia's in a reasonably good position in that respect. Having said that, we clearly are expecting the Australian economy to slow uh, under the uh, under the interest rate prices that we're seeing, uh, but we're not expecting a recession. It's more likely the Australian economy will start to stall somewhat around the middle of this year. The Reserve Bank in its minutes today did note that they uh, don't expect to be seeing that cycle change, that is when they can afford to start cutting rates, probably until uh, the early part of 2024. And that's certainly nine with Macquarie's thinking as well. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.